Alright, we're live. Hello. Hi everyone. Uh, Hi. I'll do the intro again. Um, welcome to the Theorycrafting Roundtable. It's been a hot second since we've done one, but uh, I assure you that we're all still alive. Um, today I am joined by... Tantan. Say hi. Yeah. Hi. XF30. <laughs> okay, you gotta say hi, bro. It's, 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 no, it's on my join. He's on my join this one. And Zadjeff. Oh, really? Hi, okay. That's me. <laughs> okay, this is episode 11 of the Theory Crafting Roundtable, if I'm not uh, mistaken. And uh, we'll just get right to it. Um, yeah. It's been a while. How are you guys doing? Lost Ark Spogger here. <laughs> dying. I'm literally dying. Did okay. everyone addicted to Lost Ark? Are you? No. No, just no, me. I. I realized that MMOs and. Life? You know, life. Don't really mix well together. What is going Oh, Azo is here. Now yeah, my, I'm joining on my AirPods, so the audio quality is like probably pretty terrible. No, it's actually pretty good. It's good, okay. Yeah. Alright. Okay, uh, we're also joined by Azel. Um, so we do have a topic list somewhere, but I don't think anyone actually. It's just a it list of release. I have it in my head, don't worry. Oh, yeah, just okay, well. about. Uh, it's just the recent characters, so. Yeah, Azel, go ahead and start us off then with the first topic since you've got it all in your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, first thing that we wanted to talk about was just Yai. Uh, full list, just like as a preview, is Yai. Um, XF wanted to talk about releasing characters without specialized artifact sets and then releasing the artifact sets for them later, which they have a tendency to do given uh, the four piece per million set, which was just announced a couple days ago. and. Uh, like Clam for Kokomi, and Yai, who currently doesn't have a specialized artifact set, but might be getting one later, we still don't know. Um, and other than that, we also wanted to talk about... Uh, what did we want to talk about? I forgot. <laughs> I do not have it all in my head, apparently. Raiden, Kokomi, and Venti. Oh, every uh, character banner. Yeah, actually. every character. Every character banner. Mm -hmm. Every oh. single thing that's happened since last time. Yeah, it's been a while wow. since... Uh, I don't know, it's... everyone's been busy. We uh, have, yeah. what, like, six and four banners to talk about? Oh, no, like five. I mean, Some... all of them are over, so it's not like we can tell people to pull or not. <laughs> well, well, you can still pull Raiden and Kokomi, but yeah, that's there's true. Venti coming up, there's Ayaka coming yeah, up. Yeah, well, we can't pull Yai anymore, but we'll go through it anyway, just in case people are interested. So we can start with um, Yai. Oh, do we got any hot takes on Yai? So, so, so underwhelming. And it's not even with the stupid triple E thing. It's the fact that you have to you have to respawn them after you do first for absolutely zero reason. And then you have she is locked to basically like Raiden because she has a 90 cost burst and a 22 second cooldown thing. Like, why is it 22 seconds? Okay, hang on. Before we get too hot and heated in here, we don't really want another Eula moment. 
No, I am. No, here's it. Yeah, I want to make a call that XF3 is a TC head of TC for Yai, and he actually owns. Uh, I think C3 Yai as well as her weapon. I see three R1, and yes, constellations feel good when things get one shot. But when you're not one shotting things with the bolts, it's kind of whatever. It's like yeah. because the the main thing is like she just does damage, but she provides zero utility outside of that. Like, <laughs> do you do you want that? No, well, not really. Uh, Most people don't care about. Yeah. Okay. So um, well, I mean, we've got XF three slots. I mean, we can just go through one by one. Um, if anyone wants to take it off from there. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. That's my thoughts. Okay. okay. Same. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my god. It's so. <laughs> it, I honestly it's, no comment. Like, oh god. Yeah. It, I mean, Have like, you guys played most... much at all? Okay, I also want to preface that, like, you should not be listening to me because my extent of play guy is uh, logging into XF's account yesterday and trying her out in Abyss. Uh, and oh she God. felt okay, but that's also because XF has C3R1, so I don't know how representative my experience is. So uh, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Dadger, <laughs> uh -huh. do you have any thoughts on Yai? Uh, Were you uh, I think... consumed by Lost Ark then? No, I think I think she's very balanced, which is why people find her underwhelming. Well, yeah, she's balanced and clunky, which is why people find her underwhelming. Like people, people don't want a balanced unit; they want a broken unit. So if the yeah. unit isn't broken, they're like, "Oh, well, this is shit." But then on top of that, some of Yai's gameplay issues make her feel slightly like not comfortable to play. And the mix yeah, yeah. of those two things just makes it, it. It's it's the perfect storm of uh of 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 making making casual players mold basically. It's it's like the, it's she's also the fan favorite character, and when the fan favorite character is yeah. kind of mid, it's like really bad. Mm -hmm. I don't I know. Think she's I... very. I think she's very well balanced. Um, yeah, design wise, she's balanced, but <laughs> design wise, the, gameplay like, wise, oh god, gameplay wise, yeah, execution hot, so wise, it's bad, like right? just like eh. like on yeah, paper, it's, just... it's a good idea from what they did, but in execution, it's a bit kind of strange. Why doesn't her E like move fast? Why doesn't uh -huh. it have so, eyeliner? Um, is there any particular reason you think she's balanced, or is it just just? She doesn't have damage for what she does, and that's... Yeah, I, th I think her, like... Not niche, but... The the role she fulfills within a team is very similar to Beto. Um, high energy costs, uh, low energy gens, so you basically need to play her with a battery. Um, she has a few cons that Beto doesn't have, or a few pros that Beto also doesn't have. She, like, you don't need to be normal attacking, or charge attacking. You could be doing other like long animations um, that don't require specific like attack combos, um, and your damage is less conditional on like whether or not the enemies are like in AOE. Mm -hmm. um, but also like your, your stealing is lower because of it, and um... sure. I think I think I they, they struck a good balance with like her damage numbers in terms of like what she provides to a team. Mm -hmm. 
No, I mean, in my personal experience, um, I playtested Yai maybe for like 30, 30-ish hours in the Abyss or so. Um, she just feels not very fun. I, I, I don't really know how to really describe it. The fact that you have to cast her E so many times and it doesn't do any damage, it doesn't do anything for you, like it doesn't move quickly, particularly quickly, it doesn't move you particularly far, it doesn't do any damage when you like try to dash through things. So it just mm. feels so mm, out of your hands, I would say, when it comes mm. to... Yeah. Which You're is, basically like, watching a movie, but... You don't have iframes during the movie. Yeah, something, something like doubly burst. Or... There is absolutely no reason why her ye should work the way it worked. Now, it, it, it actually it, doesn't do anything. When, when they release I, like two characters that have dashes, they do damage on impact and are fast as fuck. And then they release this, and you have to do it three times. It's like, okay. I think, I think as a character design, she's like really pretty she's really cool i like her autos a lot her theming is pretty cool um it's kind of like the opposite of brighton in a way but i feel like they kind of missed the mark when it came to her like passes and stuff like that um i think a lot of her issues probably could have been fixed if they just made like one or two mechanical changes with her like i think her em scaling is just like haha you know like the quirky thing that they like to add on characters nowadays I disagree. I don't really like it too much. I I like the the EM scaling. I think it's whatever. It's, like yeah, it, it is kind of whatever, but I can kind of see why it's there. Um, it, it's it's basically there to make some of your like bad rolls slightly less yep. bad to basically reduce the variance in in people's best artifact sets. Yep, I agree with Sajab there. It, the DM there, yeah. it, it's just like, it's nice to have. It's just like, like it, it, between not having it and having it, I will prefer to have it because it's just like, it makes your DM not completely useless. So it's not a death stat. I mean, for, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I, I'm not saying like, yeah, like in an alternate universe, yeah, I wouldn't have that, pa like just wouldn't have a passive in that slot. Yeah. I think something different would have been preferable. I just don't think it very... Like, sure, I... we can say, like, sure, we can say it converts into, like, damage, you know, extra stats is, like, no one's gonna really complain about that. I just feel there's something about Yai's kit that just feels strange to play. It doesn't flow as naturally, in my opinion, as something like Raiden's. And we can argue that Raiden's is, like, super overloaded or whatever, but, like, I think that Bennett's kit flows particularly well, also pretty broken. I think Luke's kit flows pretty well for what he is, like... Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's all I have to say, really. I don't, I don't know. I think... It's a personal preference, I think. So. Yeah, I guess. But like, I, I, don't, I don't see the passive as, like, an important part of her kit. Like... I think how I would phrase it is, I wish she had a passive that was a little bit more important to her kit. You, you wish the, the the passive just like was more relevant. Yeah, something like that. Instead of just Some, or like something like uh you know? like a Eula, uh the rhyme whatever the one where you hold E it provides like the explosion something like mm. different. I mean I mean think about it like this right. So Raiden has like a ton of passives on her E and her Q. 
if you move the EM passive onto her Yai's E, first, yeah. just move it onto her, you just e. gave her another another talent. You know, like that. That's what I mean. I'm not saying like mm, I don't want it. Or, but yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's just a personal preference thing. We could get deeper and deeper all day along yeah. side of it. But I just yeah, something about yeah. Yai's kit just feels like it was just squandered. I guess. Yeah, because like I I like the EM passive because I think that giving EM passives to Electro Unit to reduce variance is like a pretty neat thing. But like to reduce variance and strength between between people's best like artifact sets because you're basically getting another like flat attack, right? No, like your your EM becomes another flat attack, which is better than a defense roll, right? No. And so, like, uh, like I, I, I like the idea of giving that to some to some electro characters to try to make people's artifacts not like it basically reduces artifact RNG a little bit. Okay. Because you have yeah. good rolls. And but but yeah, like it, it's true that like it's it's not a particularly relevant passive, so it could it could have just been on like on the skill itself. It doesn't feel like a like a like a thing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it does much by itself, which generally does, isn't as nice as as passives that do, even if they're not very good. It, it, if you can actually yeah. like tangibly feel the effect, it's really nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah um... I, I don't. I do think that that is one part of just like artifact farming and things that people kind of undervalue just kind of as a tangent off of that. Um, and this is like why we designed the KQM standards the way they are, where you have to have like a couple of flat rolls into everything. Because like Blizzard Strayer, for example, is much harder to farm than a set like, uh, let's say, Husk of Opulent Dreams, where you can use it on Ito and like defense rolls are valuable. Because Blizzard's rare, um, you only want attack and basically crit damage. Maybe sometimes you want a bit of crit rate, but generally it's just attack and crit damage. Whereas on something like, let's say, Crimson Witch, where you can use attack EM, HP if you're using it on Hutao, um, a bunch of different substats, and Husky Popping Dreams, where defense also is valuable, and attack, even though it's like less valuable than defense, probably. I haven't actually looked at the map in so long. Um, but... I think that that's just something that people tend to undervalue as well about artifact sets. Mm -hmm. um, when they look at them, it's just like, no, you can't only take into account the absolute strength of the artifact set. You also have to take into account how easy it is to get each artifact set. And like, this is, of course, just a huge like tangent that we can go on. of When we do calculations, should we calculate like how much resin value it takes to get artifact set? Or should we allocate substats or whatever? Uh, but that's probably too complicated to get into. Yeah, I think, I think that's also like, one of the reasons why the emblem domain is so good is that okay, since yeah. it's good on so many characters some characters want to have it and don't really want any er more than what they're getting from the two piece some characters want it and want more er and some characters want em with emblem Changling. so mm -hmm. you basically just end up being <laughs> okay, okay with every good style, right yeah pretty much right i mean you get an emblem set you roll it and like Okay, well, you just got like a bunch of random rolls on like a ton of different stats, but like, I'm sure at no, least one good. character can use it. You know? <laughs> I would put it out there. But that was one of the things I wanted to talk about in the, in the future, and that is why Charlie got better artifact than everyone else. <laughs>
it's True. for a similar reason. It's just because it's uh, easier to row. But on the topic of back to Yai, like I think, yeah, her, her, giving her a DM conversion is kind of nice. So DM is not test that. But the more I think about it, like they could have just put that part on her E instead of wasting a passive slot. Like you know, what if they they could have done it with like say new character, right? Like put like max HP as your elemental seal conversion instead of putting it in the talent. Like there's no reason why they can't do that. So it's kind of a waste of a passive slot for that. I mean, I think, I think all things considered, like, if I'm being generous, um, so I don't get flamed by like some yeah mains or something, I think she's fine. Personally, I think, I think you will be like pleasantly surprised just having it and playing yai because it's pretty comfortable. Um, the rotations can be funky, the weapons can kind of suck sometimes, but all in all, I think she's not the worst unit to pull, so... Like, she's not... She's not great, but the reputation she gets in the community is, like, really bad. And I don't think that's warranted. Yeah, I I don't... I wouldn't go out of my way to really just discourage people from pulling her. Um, maybe just... No. I... I... I I relate her really similar to Albedo in terms of pull, like... Or Albedo after his gear. Uh, it's like... They'll do a lot of damage, and it's a lot of basically free damage, because you can honestly... It's not too much quote-unquote investment, because yeah, I can use kind of any set, two-piece combo set of anything. But it's like, they will do their job, and they'll do it pretty good. It's just, do you want to... Do you not necessarily need that, like, over a different unit? Like, if, if all you're looking for is a character that does damage for you, just fine. Pull it. Even better if you have like Raiden or something, but like, like with like the, with Albedo, it's even better if you have Ito or Goro. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know if I like Goro. that comparison because Yai kind of can't just be a unit you should, slap on your team. Yeah, that's 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 the like annoying thing, but it's all right enough, I guess, because like, well, I don't know. I guess the better comparison is more like you. Yeah, Ice can just exist anywhere. It's not great, but when you pair it with Raiden, it's pretty good. But mm-hmm. it's like I guess I can compare it to most people with Beidou and Fischl. Like how Beidou and Fischl, they're like practically married for most teams. And for a lot of people there, because they're easier to battery that way. So I guess you can relate Yai and Raiden together in the same way where Yai really, really wants Raiden. And they're pretty good. They'll probably just two-man everything. For you. Sure, it's with Fischl as well. Yeah, but with Raiden, yeah, it's a little I, better because it resolves um, and stuff. I would say a lot eh. of people compare her to like an upgraded Fischl. How how true is that? How would you guys think about that? Mm, no, no, they do different. Uh, they do different I think things. Field time, yeah. The field time requirement for Yai makes it so that she specifically works slash doesn't work in teams based on whether or not they have the rotation length or rotation like flexibility to account account for her field time and if they don't have that then she's just not as good as some other unit there whether that be like fish or whatever but if you're doing something where you can account for or you can accommodate that field time um or like you might lose a bit by having yai on field for like six seconds but um you gain more from her damage then that's fine so it's just team dependent um, and just making a straight comparison kind of 
I think ignores that sort of nuance. Mm, I think I think she like I think Beto's a better comparison. Um, yeah, sure. And I, I which she, she she's basically instead of being right, Beto is a, an AOE unit that's decent in single target but not great. Yai is a single target unit that's decent in AOE but not great. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't think she is comparable with anything at all. Yai is an electro nuclear. I don't think we have electro nuclears. I guess we can kind of say Raiden is. My Sara is an electronuclear. <laughs> <laughs> My real problem of Yai is just like A, you're semi glued to another 5 star characters, B, you're not exactly meta, and C, you blow to play. And so when you combine all of this, I just don't like it. That's that's my main um, problem. That's for that's maybe like newer players or like free to play players. What do you think about her? Like um, we say, like field time and all this stuff, um, investment pairing her with another five star. Um, is, do you think she's like pretty friendly or not? I mean, given how easy she can be to play and how forgiving she, she can be like, with her yeah, she's really easy to play, which is nice. Like she's really straightforward. Just I make sure your ease are always up and you're fine. Yeah. You get all. You get everything you need from her, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I personally. <laughs> so, if, so, if so you... another way to phrase it would be like, okay, so if you had like a new player, right, and they had a couple of choices, right? Let's say in a given banner, it's like you know you could pull Yai, you could pull, you know, something like Kokomo, you could pull like I don't know, like Ayaka, right? You'd yeah. probably wouldn't ever recommend yeah no yeah then no i would <laughs> there's like there's like one situation if you're a, a low spender or like free to play uh player that like you would actually want to pull her and it's that you're playing right in hyper but you don't like it how on like like you you just get fucked up over energy and you don't do any damage that is the only time i would actually recommend it otherwise you just pull her if you like her uh-huh and then, mm -hmm. um, how about for the Abyss, then? For, uh... How do you think she's performing in the Abyss? Is she eating too many units up to buff herself? Is pairing her with Raiden uh, good enough? Um, what if you don't have Raiden? Stuff like that. So, what I've run it? into, personally, I it's a little skewed, because I have constellations on everyone, and five-star weapons, but... In, in Abyss chambers, where... You have multiple floors that are not necessarily super tanky. I guess, like, for example, be this 12-1, where you could basically one-shot the first wave, like, with the wolves. Uh, it's... I would actually prefer Yai over Sara in, like, a Raiden hyper comp. Just because you can kill things with Yai and then focus the next wave with Raiden. But <laughs> with, with Sara, you're prone to just actually killing everything, and then you won't be in range to... Do as many normals to get energy and then you might get even more mauled yeah you could just reset and do something different but it's not as i guess brain dead to play mm -hmm. like you have to be pretty super pretty aware on your energy and when you're doing nuke stuff while with yai it's more like you put turrets down and even if you mess up with yai with like the nukes you still have the turrets just constantly taking damage uh-huh um, yeah, I'm not too sure how much playtime you guys have had on Yai, but uh, I think about 30 minutes. 
<laughs> I think she's fairly... I don't know how to really describe it. Like, when you pair her, like, with and without Raiden, the team comes, like, I gradually just kind of, like, just went towards was just any kind of comp with, like, Kazuha and, like, a bunch of Electro Charge because it just didn't yep. feel... It just yeah. didn't feel very good to play anything else. Yeah, and I, th then, I think and, and, I think her main like her, her her best comp, not in terms of like DPS, because her best comp in terms of DPS is probably going to be some Raiden hyper bullshit. But like in terms of how much value she brings to a team and how she feels to play, in my opinion, her best comp is uh, Taser with like Kokomika's official. Um, yeah, that comp is pretty pretty nice to play mainly that comp runs like they do but having yai there instead it's nice because you can focus more on like single target mm -hmm. and also if you like yai normals you can just do them over kokumi when you're waiting if you fuck up on energy or something bro why do they make yai normals so pretty and then make her an off-field unit <laughs> every just character engine with her bro <laughs> <laughs> Dude, every character's like. Dude, uh -huh. I was using uh, Yai's normals yesterday, and I was like, "This is so pretty. Why can't I use these more?" It is pretty. I don't know why. And just use Bennett and Yunjin and Sara at the same time. Yeah, true. You hit like a twenty k auto. I mean, Dongli have so pretty true. auto, kind of. Now <laughs> has autos. And then uh, I think we'll we wanted to bring this up as well, and I think this is probably towards the end of the uh, Yai questions here. Um, what do you think about her artifact set? Right? Wait, so she has an artifact set? Um, thematically, Shimanawa is, I suppose, is supposed to be like, <laughs> quote unquote, her set, but um, I'm not sure there is a really good set for Yaya, like, she, outstandingly, uh, yeah. that fits her thematic, yeah. right? So we have Emblem of Severed Fate, which gives her ER that she likes, but only elemental burst damage, right? Have you and not then, uh, heard about Four Piece Petra? Um, <laughs> it's so Thundering Fury. Ah, oh, my no. <laughs> So, yeah. so yeah, and this kind of this will bridge into like our next topic. So, don't talk about the new stuff yet. But like, yeah, how how do how do we feel about like an artifact set? Is, is it is it nice to know that, or is it uncomforting to know that there might be like a like a more tailor fit? set for her or do you think like Shimanawa is an ESF is it you focus on the elemental skill damage or you only focus on the elemental burst damage and that's it. how do you guys feel uh, or do I, you just default I, to the regular 2TF2 glad uh so like uh, I'm in a pretty good position to talk about this because I did like talks for this like I did like 30 of them uh you can kind of just run whatever the fuck you want as long as it will benefit the two piece will benefit for you but what I've seen two piece, like the two piece ESF TF, uh, any of the attack percent, like any combo of those is like the same shit, even when buffed. And it's like you can run four ESF if you want, but it's a little harder to farm to get good subs or whatever. But like it's with the whole investment thing, it's like it's annoying that there is no actual signature, there's nothing to aim for. And when you're potentially dumping a bunch of resin into... Well, actually, this isn't specific to Yai. I guess specific for other characters. Say, like, you were farming 
uh, I don't know, Hu Tao, Crimson Witch, and you were farming like months, months, months for a good set. And then she gets a actual, real, legitimate signature set that's marginally or significantly better at like a the same artifact sub like threshold. You're going to feel annoyed that you just kind of wasted your time. With the eyes, not that big of a problem because everyone kind of uses ESF, everyone kind of uses uh, Shimanawa's. So it's like you can just throw those other characters. So it's not too bad. But it is annoying if you're like going in for like the waifu, like I want to gear out my character as much as possible. You dump a shit ton of resin and then you have to restart. It's just kind of annoying. Uh -huh. Does anyone else have an opinion on like artifact sets and characters being paired together really well? Yeah, I think I think it's a good thing that she doesn't have a good artifact set because like wh whether you realize it or not, like characters are balanced around the numbers they do like they're then the, they choose the, the the multipliers the motion values of characters based on how much damage they want them to do mm -hmm. which means if they if they balance the eye around uh no good artifact set they're gonna reach the amount of damage they want her to do by giving her higher multipliers and effectively you get the same damage except you don't have to farm a specific set for her and you can just farm for other units at the same time and then on top of that if they ever decide to release an artifact set for her she's gonna get a buff okay. yeah i think yeah. um i think I'm, from from like recent artifacts i think my favorite probably would have to be clam set just because of how kind of different it is from the other sets. It offers, like, it rewards you for building into a stat for, like, um, and, you know, it provides something else that you wouldn't otherwise get. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is a similar thing to Archaic Petra, I suppose, but less annoying to use. Um... If we don't have any other strong opinions on this, we can move on to the next topic. I just want to like talk a little about the clam shit. I think it's really clam is really interesting because you actually want to change how your character just builds because it might be better for a healer to optimize for the clam damage rather than to do like some weird mixed hybrid thing. I think it's actually just pretty cool how it's integrated, like how you can. It's just a healing set, but you can actually change how your healers function. They can actually offer something to your team. Like the pure healers, like Chi-Chi, Barbara, stuff like that. I think it's just cool. Those sets, like, they actually make you change and think about how you approach the game in terms of damage. Compared to just, here's some numbers. <laughs> True. Although, the it, the clam set, like, is a, is it's a good set. But in my opinion, it's really bad for the game because... Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, the problem that the clam set fixes is that healing isn't very useful past a certain point. But yeah, the fact that they're fixing it with the clam set instead of just making content where healing is useful, in my opinion, is really unfortunate. And the <laughs> fact that they're giving us a set that does that probably indicates that they don't want to make content where healing is actually useful. And so okay. I was like, when the set was announced, I was excited for it, but I was also really disappointed because like, 
it's basically them locking in that they're not going to make content where healing is actually useful. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I mean, I kind of agree with that, but I also think that you can kind of view it a little bit similarly to what you were talking about earlier with the like stat scaling um, mm -hmm. of how like uh, what was it? Wait, what, what are you even talking about? Shit, I forgot. Something about like how, oh, Yai's Ascension Passive, how it makes EM useful. I think it's kind of similar to that, where you can just make healing useful. But yeah, I also do agree that um, it does mean that we're not going to get any kind of new content. And like content right now is pretty stale, and that's kind of disappointing. I think um, too much of this type of thing, though, is definitely bad. Right? I mean, could you imagine if there were more engulfing lightnings or something like that, where it converted like truly like the other stats that are kind of more useful or considered more useful into something more offensive? Look, um, I think I think I'm also in the same boat where like instead of designing content that like makes shielding kind of questionable or making like you know making healing useful, it's kind of hard. I mean, it's a hard. Thing to solve. Can you guys imagine? I mean, obviously, like we can't have corrosion literally everywhere, so I don't know. No, but I mean the the fix is to stop having timers on fucking everything. That's the rule. Can you guys but... imagine uh, if they gave the best damage buffer in the game also a healing on top of it? <laughs> wow! Surely they would. Surely. Surely, Surely not. It's clueless. Absolutely clueless. Okay. I feel like so... the existence of Bennett so invalidate like the concept of healing, because why would you bring a healer when you can bring Bennett? It just makes no sense. Yeah, I don't I mean I <laughs> invalidate I the game. I don't, think, I don't think they'll ever make another Ben or another Shinker, like ever again. Literally ever. <laughs> I mean given that I think a lot of their recent releases have been generally quite balanced, I think like the last release that you can say is like exceptionally stronger was Raiden. Although, wait, what what even was the release schedule? It's like Ikazu, Ayaka, Raiden, and then uh, yeah, starting from Eula, it would be Eula, Kazuha, uh, and then what? It was like Ayaka, Ayaka yeah, yeah, and then, and then Raiden, Kokomi. Raiden, yeah, mm, not too bad. Yeah, I guess so. I think you can make an argument for Kokomi as well. I think but... you could as well. But she... I don't know, I think that Kokomi is more, um... She's so hmm. goaded, oh my god. Do you wanna... <laughs> yeah. you wanna we wanna transition, in, transition to the Kokomi topic then? Because that was on our I topic mean, I think we No, no, I don't wanna talk general about Xiao uh, then. That's what I wanna talk about. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we can lump them together here and just say... How about the units that people think are... <laughs> significantly worse than they really are um and specifically we'll, we'll start with zhao here because he's getting a new artifact set and everything and wait how do you know yeah, we just had that whole sasuke um what do you mean the artifact description was released and stuff. yeah it was out. yeah so uh i believe the calcs for this um make it so that at, at good investment like equal levels of substats i guess um have a bonus cap, right? from this set would be like what five to ten percent depending on buffs and stuff like that it's about like, like that, eight yeah. ten percent yeah roughly yeah. so it, and the and like a lot of the people a lot of people are probably gonna wonder whether or not it's worth farming for 
Um, mm -hmm. And the answer in general, as always, is it just usually depends, right? If you're probably pulling, I suppose, if the set works well with I the other set that's going to be in the domain is the one that works with Ayato, and you pull and Ayato, you have Joe, uh, maybe you want to pull for it. Um, I don't know. This set is very, very specific. Like, it is specific, like, more than almost any other artifact set, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And the other one, I mean, like, Vermilion is just extremely specific, and then Echoes of an Offering is just, like, I don't want to calc that. It might be pretty good uh -huh. on a couple of people, but they, also, uh, I don't want to calc they, it. They, calc so. they, did a, they did the Monte Carlo simulation on it or whatever, and um, they found the percentage chance that it will... Yeah, it's 35.1%. The issue is just more no, units right. with deterministic... Is it not 35.1%? Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the chance, but yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah the average yeah. damage it, on each attack is thirty-five point one. The chance yeah. of it to proc is like fifty. Wait, I have no idea yeah, how yeah. that artifact set works. To be honest, every okay. time you oh, miss oh, the proc, it increases. But what does a proc do? You know what pseudo random crit is in like League Tenten? It works. No, like what that. does a proc do? It, it, it adds seventy percent motion value to your normal attack hit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It works oh. like Red Hornstone Thresher, uh, or actually does it? I forgot. And it's a 35% <laughs> chance on so average, so it's about like a, whatever that expected value is from 70%? No. Yeah, the expected yeah. like damage percent proc that you gain is 35.1%, but it also does depend because like Yoimiya, for example, has a deterministic rotation, um, and with especially with vape. Um, vape is where it matters because some of the procs have higher chances to have a proc on them than other ones um, which means that if you have like 10 hits and they're all equivalent in damage then it doesn't make a difference it's always just going to be 35 for one if all your hits are equivalent but units like Yoimiya where she has vape do not have equivalent multipliers on all of her damage which means that 35.1% is not an accurate estimation of exactly yeah. how much oh, damage yeah. it has. Worth more on her end five. On her end, is yeah, on her, yeah. Like, exactly. Right. So, well, it's worth more right. whenever so, you vape. It's worth less whenever yeah, you basically, don't vape. Basically, also with Yoimiya, she has her end one has two hits, and the reset cool the reset internal cooldown for the Echoes of an Offering Arabax set is zero point two seconds. I think. Um, I think that's right. I might be wrong, but there's like a small internal cooldown, and I don't know how Yoimiya's attack speed because, like, maybe normally Projectiles. she's able to proc the, like, she's able to proc both of them. She's able to reset on N1 and N2, but maybe if you have enough attack speed, she can't, or maybe she just can't normally uh, at all. Yeah. And it's just like, who is going to bother to test all these? Bro. Because you would have to like do a bunch of different chance-based things, and it's just Dude, this is just pain. I don't want to do it. I'm gonna ask someone else to do it. JC sim time. Okay, that's no, like no, no, no. Even sim would ever account for the projectile it, it, hitting. Like, yeah. How how is the artifact damage calculated? Is it when the N one and N two hit? Or you know, yeah, no, like there's, there's so a lot of variation. The reason in, why I haven't talked about that artifact is because we don't actually know how it works. Is what I thought. So yeah, this one will probably require a lot of playtests. But to go back to like Zhao and stuff, like yeah, the answer is okay. Well, do you already have a cracked out Zhao? Do you really want to farm for him again? If you don't really need to, it's not. Oh, I would think it's not worth farming for unless you're like one trick Zhao. Like if your name is Psyox, 
the thing is, like, a lot of people are already have good two-piece combos, and it's like, yeah, now, you now you're trying to aim for four-piece, it's like, yeah, well, and the two-piece you. you have is Shivanawa and Gladiator, which, if you've been paying for a while, presumably those are really good because Elbow Set is the go-to domain to farm, and Gladiator you kind of get for free. The thing that's funny though is that that domain. Both of the two piece, both the new artifacts, both of their two piece sets are both attack, plus right? 18%. Yeah, so I was thinking so like it might not take that long. Funny. It's just funny that you, if you never farmed Zhao before, or you're not that invested, you can actually just go with a two piece whatever in that domain and just, if you get a four piece, cool. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise just, just two phase two piece. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought too. It yeah. just really depends on like what you have right now, and not just what you have, but what you're all planning on farming. Like, if you have to choose between farming Elm and getting a shell at the same time, so only farming for a shell, it's like, do you want to do that or no? Yeah. Yeah. Th that I mean, just like the, uh, yeah. the Echo's artifact set is actually good on a surprising amount of unit. Like. Razor Echoes? I don't, I haven't looked at Razor, but like, I've, like I, I looked either. at Hutal. It's pretty good mm -hmm. on Hutal. It's like, it's not quite as good as. as uh, N1J Hutal. But it's like. It's better than like two Crimson Witch, two, two Wanderers. And yeah, it's like, that's assuming you're doing N2 though, right? Not yeah, that's assuming two. you're doing N2. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I guess that makes sense. Also, can someone, can someone And it's someone also pretty this? good on child. Mm -hmm. And some... I, I think that's pretty neat. Yeah. It's, someone... I do think that like definitely Echoes could be quite good on a lot of people. It's just, I don't want to have to calc it. So someone else will have Some, to that out. Okay, well, someone needs to uh, write the checklist down where uh, Azel talk about Razor. There you go. Okay, yeah, Razor. There we go. There's your there's your Razor for the day. And Tenten already mentioned Xiaomi, <laughs> and we were talking about Yai for the past like thirty minutes. Uh huh. Okay. What what else do we need to say? Art, you need to say you're the head of TC. Have you already said that? No, I haven't. <laughs> Um, besides that, I don't know if we have any other comments on it. Um, I it's, mean... Yeah, I think the new artifact set is like, it's good, but it's not that good at the same time. It's kind of weird. It's just really like, depend. It's just a 30% attack increase, which is just like a lot for Xiao. But it's also not a lot when you consider substat at the same time. So... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I... Personally, would not farm it, but obviously, I'm not a shout one trick. Yeah, I mean, just like for reference for people, the Vermilion set is like three or four substats better than an equivalent, um, like two, two, two piece, two piece. Two, yeah. So if you like, if you think that you'll be able to farm enough so that you can have a set a Vermilion set that is like that much better, um, then sure, go ahead, but. Like, for most people, they probably will pro will not want to water farm it unless they can make use of the other set. Um, and not, I guess not just make use. Personally, my take is you would only want to farm it if the other set, the Echoes of an Offering set, is like best in slot or second best in slot for the character that you want to use. In terms of resident vision, what I would probably end up suggesting it just farm elm bomb and farm blizzard's drake 
Yeah, that's honestly pretty true. Just find like, one farm blue. You, if you like want to play Ayato, just use the Ixchel D on Ayato. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, I mean yeah. we can't we can't VB. say that, but probably <laughs> also farm VB. But like, yeah, that's true. Like you, your your resin, you're you're so much better off spending your resin over there unless you really really want a one trick and just make those like character really strong. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it for the new one. Okay. I I swear that has not been a single stream where I don't drown. I don't know why, but like for some reason this right. isn't. It's just because you're bad. Hey, bro, so Genshin is too hard, man. Uh. uh what Lost Ark does to your brain. Mm-hmm, true. I'm. <sighs> Dude, I was playing Genshin the other day, and I kept on pressing G. Instead of uh, to interact with things, I was like, I keep playing League with people, and they keep telling me I thought my I thought my flash was on spacebar. <laughs> oh my god! True. Okay, that's that's kind of true, actually. Okay, anyway, move on. No more Lost Ark. Let's talk yeah, about. Really? I feel like you're about to log off this podcast and go play it, bro. I already missed it. My guild guild boss for this podcast. Dude, I haven't played Lost Ark in 26 days. Do I get back into it? No, stop. I am. Okay, sounds good. Thank you for the advice, Artesians. What else do we want to talk about? Him. Uh, we talked yeah, about... I actually kind of want to talk about that. Well, we should go in order, right? So, like, we have Kokomi and Raiden. Do you talk about? Oh, uh, sure. Um, yeah, we can do Kokomi, okay, so Raiden. Since Kokomi's re- re- release... Is- her perception has changed very, very much since, yeah, since then. Um, originally, she thought she was, we thought, we would say that she's very comfortable, um, that she is picked up, you can pick her up if you really want to, but she's not really a priority. Yeah. But it's come out now that the value of that comfort is probably a lot more significant than we originally gave it credit for, right? The ability to trigger off-field hydro for a fairly long amount of time, um, the high amounts of healing. Um, yeah, in general, she's just very comfy. She's very tanky because you have to build HP on her. So yeah, what, what are we thinking about this? Hmm. I think um, just the the thing about like AOE off-field hydro is just kind of nice, like. When you're not tied to just spamming normals, or like you have to do everything within the Mona Hydro window, it's pretty nice with Freeze. There's a lot of leniency, and when you throw things like Thrilling Tails or Tenacity, and just you just get basically almost 100% uptime on the attack bonus, and it's just it's just nice to have. There's nothing to worry about in the gameplay wise. You just do it. Yeah, I think Kokomi is she just gives a lot of stuff. Um, I think she you can kind of compare her to Jean in that she is a role consolidator. She grants attacks buff with TTDS and Tenacity of the Millilith. She applies Hydro, which is useful for a lot of teams. Um, continuous AoE off-field Hydro, to be exact, which is very, very valuable. And she has healing. Um, and just a lot of teams appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, and... To compare her against, like, you know, the other off-field Hydra, Mona, 
What, what would we say here? Anyone have an opinion on Kokomi these days? I'm particularly interested in, like, um, Penten and Zajif, right? I think it's whatever, to be honest. I mean, it's not that it's, not that it's whatever, but I have a Kokomi, and I don't really find need to run the Kokomi over Mona. That's not to say Kokomi is not good, but just to say, like, my Mona is enough to the point where I don't feel the need to pull out a Kokomi. Like, um, okay, Tenten, but which teams do you play? <laughs> I mean, more Ghana international. You play literally only two team comps. Yeah, Do but that's the play thing. The Kokomi Rosaria one. You mean Shinra? You mean Tensei? Shinra Tensei? No. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> no, I think I think Kokomi is a fine unit, especially for people who either don't want to run Mona or don't have Mona. Uh, but my biggest problem with Kokomi is just like. You can lose the 50-50 to Mona and get a Mona for free. Ki kind of. At least. And then, then you don't need to use a Kokomi. And that's like really well, the only thing. If you want to, you can play Kokomi on field, which is actually pretty pretty fun now with Clam. Like it's pretty 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 good. And <laughs> I I actually asked I actually asked someone to do counts for me because I didn't want to do clam counts for two different teams. But a Kogami with enough investment, like a lot of artifact subs, which is kind of hard because she kind of only has like three subs. But when you can get those <laughs> on a clam set, and if you're able to burst even off field, it is actually comparable to four piece tenacity, like team buff wise. So if you really, really wanted to, you can farm one ocean huge clam set and run that for both of her roles and just have a good unit all in one. Like you can play her in like three comps with the same gear. Yeah, but then what thing. if you just what if you just wear a five star weapon on your Ayaka? <sighs> yeah, you guys know what the thing is? <laughs> chat, especially <laughs> my my first five star character in this game is Mona and I lost the 50-50 on that banner and it was the fancy banner. So Imagine we're the 50-50. Sad. Sad if you gotta be you gotta be clear here. A five star weapon on your Ayaka. You mean Jade Cutter, right? Yes, totally. He is absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah. Surely. Okay. Man, okay, okay. Just, just, just. I, I know this isn't the subject, but man, the, the Hyakunin Iki event had an Ayaka, and like, you could only have one teammate with her. And so I experienced playing Ayaka without freeze, and holy fuck, did it, it, no. <laughs> God, it no. feels terrible. Well, we're gonna talk about so Akka bad. later, right? Susuke, because Akka is. <laughs> well, maybe we talk about oh, Akka next right. podcast. One of our then. very own theory crafting vice heads totally went run Jade Cutter Ayaka. Not calling out anyone here. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> okay. the the thing the thing I'm most fixed on is always like pull value. It's like how much money this character is worth, and given that. You might be able to get a Mona, which worked just fine, but not as expensive. It just maybe kind of devalue Kokomi a little bit. But on that, I think she's pretty good. I think I I would agree. If but like if you consider on field, the fact that you can just run like basically two other teams with her just playing on field, I think it's good enough. No, yeah, I, think I, I would pull Kokomi like over many of the characters nowadays. To be honest, well, I mean, like we, the we... whole Mona thing is that Mona isn't really played on field. She kind of only has one job and it's to press Q and E and then swap off. 
but the fact that Kokomi lets you do something similar along with unlocking her own teams herself, I think is pretty good. Like Wait, Wait was talking whoa, about whoa, consolidate whoa. money rolls into one. Can we can we clarify like you can we clarify you cannot play Kokomi Shangling though? I mean you can. But I would. You can. It's just you annoying. Really you can, but, but yeah, like you literally made a video. You literally made a video about it. Okay, not Sukokomon. I mean, like Babe Shang. <laughs> I mean, that's you, Sukokomon. You can run okay, better you can on a different Shang. team. It's just run. All right, run fine. Kokomi Bennett selling Sincho. I was supposed you can to run Bennett on your other team. I was supposed to refer to the that. fact that you cannot use Kokomi as a child substitution. <laughs> for for real though, so. We touched on it a little bit earlier, um, Zajef did, but Kazuha Kokomi is such a good fucking... That's such a good pair, honestly. Yeah, it, it really is such a good pair. Dude, Wait, yeah, really? Uh, Why? I mean, Kokomi, I mean, you put her thing down, and then Kazuha, you bring them all in there and chill It's not really Kazuha Kokomi, it's Kazuha Electro Charge. Kazuo Kokomi official oh. venti kind of base and like when you when you have like in order to have Kazuha electro charge you need at least one electro unit but you really often want to play two electro units which means you only have one slot for a hydro unit and since there's no electro healer having if you need a healer Kokomi is really valuable in there yeah that's what Kokomi is really really good for actually that's that's like that's mm. is the scenario where Kokomi is like extremely good because there's like you're a healer and you're a hydro, and you get a lot of hydro, so... And you get TTDS, poggers. She's really comfy, honestly. Like, just, just plop down the jellyfish and do whatever you want. It's pretty... It's not optimal, but uh, I mean, like... No. I, but I, would I pull her if I had, like, a gene or something? Probably not. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, well, like... I think, I, think, I think there really is some value to her. Um, I mean, for like, uh, like if I was like recommending it to a new player, I mean specifically. Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, but I, like, I, I, I do like Abyss team recommendations every once in a while, where like people send me their current roster and I try to help them figure out the best teams they can do with it. Mm -hmm. And like something that I've noticed is it happens relatively often that people just don't really have a way to make a good freeze team because they need Singto on their other team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so Kogumi is actually a pretty solid unit to go for. Mona, Sasuke. Yeah. Where's the Mona? Well, sometimes they have Mona, but they need a healer and they just don't have that. Mm -hmm. um, like, let's say, for example, they don't have a gene and they their freeze team is Kaya, Rosaria, um, Sucrose, or something. And then in that case, it's just like, well, who do you put as a hydro healer? You put Kokomi. Yeah, no, I can agree. For it's, it's like it pretty much comes down to like like if I were to look back for my account, I would not pull for Kokomi. Even if I didn't have Mona, I would just like wait for Mona to drop all because I don't want to spend the money on that. Like for for yeah, me, um, hey, I've been playing this game for like a year and a half. Right? I'm still waiting for my Mona. Do you actually? Oh my god, how many people are waiting for <laughs> yeah, a Mona? Yeah, he still doesn't have a Mona. I'm literally <laughs> Mona-less, maidenless. Bro, don't worry. Free five star on the second anniversary. Copium, copium, copium. Three five star copium. I don't know. It just like, <laughs> my my main priority is always just not spending money on things that are like not particularly needed. So for me, mm. I think for some accounts yeah. it's pretty valuable. She's yeah. she's very 
Honestly, building teams with her is so much easier. Well, like, uh, okay. On both sides, like yeah, like if you don't, yeah, if you have like Xingqiu on the other side, having Mo or yeah, having specifically Kokomi is a very nice cover. Like, yeah, the actually look at it just now again. What I would probably actually do for me is I let's assume I don't have Mona on the first Kokomi banner. I'll probably skip to see if I get a Mona. 50-50, but then if I still don't have a Moda by the second Kokomi Bennett, which is the current one, I'll probably just roll for Kokomi and call it a day. Which actually means I would roll for Kokomi if I didn't have Mona today. Now that I look at it, mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, I mean, so, I think we've um, covered everything about Kokomi, right? She um, is actually quite good. Like, yeah. if you think that you could have a use for her, for her. Did we ever probably. talk about Shenha? We didn't... Wait, did I we? think we did. I think we, we did, did on a previous yeah, podcast, saying, also it's been saying. so long, I, like, I don't remember. We... I feel like there was a podcast in between this one and the Akashot one where we did talk about Shanta. I thought we talked about Ayaka versus Ganyu, wasn't that? Ayaka, Ayaka versus, versus Ganyu podcast. We're missing one. Oh, let see. me look at Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it might be on Spotify, but not on Tenzin's channel. So... No, it, no, we I have to have it. Okay, okay. No, we did talk about Shenhe. Um, oh, wait, no, no, we talked about Shenhe. It was like Tenten calling me and then we just talked about it or something. It was no, like, we did talk about yeah. Shenhe. There's no way. What? Did we not have a I think it was randomly on a stream. Yeah. And not on the. Okay, you know what? We, why don't we just talk about Shenhe real quick? No, we did talk about Shenhe for sure. There's no way we didn't. Really? No, 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 Tenten. This was when I was I was like talking to you on stream and trying to convince you to put Shenhe at like 2.5 or something. Remember? Did we not? Oh, have... I remember that. When did Shenhe come that. out? Before Yaimiko? Before yeah. Yanyu. <laughs> before Yanyu. Before Yanyu. Like, before Yanyu. Ah. We, <laughs> we had. We, did we not talk about Shenhe? No, we for this sure did. This is what tier three wrestling does. Surely, surely we talked about it. <laughs> no, we hundred percent did. Move what, on. This is what Lost Ark does to you. Move on. We talked about. I'm pretty sure we did. Check the VOD. Okay. Anyways, who do we talk about now? Raiden. Okay. Um. I mean, we can brush up on Shinha. I mean, we can quickly do what we would say for. We um, could at least. Yeah, we'll do what we did for Yai, right? So, does anyone have any like outstanding thoughts on her? Like something. Um, something super out there you think that might be controversial? She's the third Kaiyarazon. <gasps> I think the general impression of Shenha actually is that she's quite good. Um, yeah, she's pretty that, good. That the quills are a very appreciable and very noticeable amount of damage, and that she, you know, does her role very well. She just buffs cryo. Any thoughts from anyone? You just say that because she allows you to do 50k on your Kaya E's. The, I, I mean, it's like you take, you basically take like a Rosaria-ish thing and then you make it a 5-star and more damage. 5-star Rosaria. Like you, you, make a, you make a good 4-star unit, a 5-star unit, and better, it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. it's not, I don't know if I agree with it just being better. The... I mean, 20 second rotations are not yeah. something I, I like, but it for most it's like she won't be bad. Like she's not, and she doesn't really deter much from other like the other cryo sub DPS or whatever you want to call them now. Like she's just 
All right. I think that's get a, that's my here. biggest question, right? So, for cryo units, right? The most outstanding cryo units. I brought this up previously. Do they need Shinha? Right? What kind of account wants a Shinha other than uh, I can't one shot? Wants to do more cryo damage. That's a. Is my reasoning here like wrong? Is my way of yeah? No, 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 that's no, no, that's, like, that's fine. Brain. I, I think yeah. I think the kind of account that wants Shenha is an account that basically already has all the other tools on their cryo team. Shenha is like mm -hmm. the least important of the tools. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because like, you can replace her with Kaya or Rosaria, yeah, and you'll yeah, see a decrease in damage, but but it's not much. So yeah. if I remember like, correctly. Go for it. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. If I remember correctly, the way I see Shanha is just a. Uh, she's a good unit, balanced unit. It just she's not required. So she's a rare case where, uh, her power strength is good, but her value is not very high just because like, uh, replacement exists. Mm -hmm. Like if she created more cryo energy, like in general, I think she'd be a very, very, very. Oh yeah, that's true. Robust unit, but. In general, that like that's my kind of thought on it. Like, for a for like general recommendations for the abyss, we don't typically recommend running a DPS like um, Chongyun, right? Or specifically like I don't know, Kaya main DPS or like um, Rosaria main DPS, right? Um, and this isn't really where we tell people to super invest their their characters unless you know we're really big fans of Freeze and you know, and they don't have Ganyu and Ayaka, right? So, it, it, the the question I've always really had about Shanha is like, yeah, she's good for crowd units, but you know the premier crowd units that we recommend for people to pull, do they really need a Shanha? Yeah, like I I think that like if you have a crowd unit, you want to make a crowd unit your carry. You want to make them better by pulling units that synergize with it, right? Your first like first off, you're pulling the crowd unit. Then you're probably pulling a Kazuha. Then maybe mm. you're pulling something like a Kokomi. And then you you could go for a Senha, but like you'd get a bigger damage increase out of pulling for a five star weapon for your cryo carrying. And then Shenha would be the next best option, which in my opinion isn't something that most free to play players are gonna see. And so I I, I think of Shenha more of uh more as a more of a like good dolphin option. Than a good free to play option. Uh huh. That is definitely true. Yeah, I think that's a good evaluation for her. Um, but yeah, I think that generally we've basically covered her. Like, if you want, if you're like a huge whale, I guess, roll for Shenha. She's probably going to help you out. But if you're a free to play, you have better options. And the thing that Ten Ten said, it's like. Pull value different different from um, yeah. Power I think Shenha is like the so. the extreme example where pull value and power value are completely different. Yeah, and she mm -hmm. might be good in terms of power, but she's not really worth pulling because of what we just described. There are better things to pull. Exactly. And then I, uh, another question I had was, uh, how do you feel about a unit like Shen? Right. So this is a five star unit who is very niche, very targeted in their in their. Um, you know, like their purpose of cryo, right? How do you feel about a unit like Shinha? Do you think that Mihoyo should keep releasing units like this, or 
do you think that they should find more creative ways to make, um, I don't know, units different? I think it's fucking great. Like, sure, yeah. it'd be nice if every single unit was, like, different in a meaningful way. But realistically, that's just not how they're going to make the most money. So they're just never going to exactly. actually do that. <laughs> and if they are going to do things that favor... Um, like favor like people that spend money on like each five star with units like niche units that synergize well together. I'd rather they do it with units like Shanghai that are just very well balanced all around than by just power creeping current supports. Yeah, I actually agree with that. Like for for meta again, for meta for pure meta reason, like you probably wouldn't roll from Shanghai, but if you want a Shanha, just pull it. Like she's good. The end. Mm -hmm. That's it. So like, yeah, yeah it's not like a. Uh, this is kind of going back to Yamiko. It's like if you pull Yamiko, you might feel bad after because of some of her gameplay issue, like her E E. But like, if you pull Fashana, you probably wouldn't feel bad at all. So if you pull her, you'll probably find a way to use her as long as you play some kind of freeze team. Yeah, but but that's, that's her. Well, well, that's Forward like a given. Like before you pull her, you should probably have like a crowd character yeah, that can use her, right? But after you pull her, yeah, you're gonna use her. She'll be good. Like. Pog. Well, yeah. So then, how do we feel about Shunha, like, just as a unit in a vacuum, right? So, for me specifically, the things I'm looking at is she literally just wants attack percentage. Pretty cheap to build. ER and attack percentage is kind of like what she wants in general. Uh, and then, yeah, so she's cheap to build her, and her best her weapon is, is pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> and. Calamity does not Wait, feel good. I'm 100%. Calamity is so terrible. We 100% did talk about Shadow on the podcast because we said her best weapon is the Borsa, not a five stars. Okay, well, I wasn't on the Akashak podcast. So it was not even. Was something. No, it was not on the Akashak podcast. Someone pulled out the ball, dude. Dude, they, uh, there's a the missing only thing podcast. I remember about the Akashak there's either a missing podcast or we never talked about it, okay? <laughs> No, 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 there is one missing podcast that's uploaded to my channel. It has like 500 views. Yeah, <laughs> but podcast, no. yeah, I think that no, I think that's the one where uh, where 1010 was. Actually, I don't remember. I think yeah, it's on my channel, but like no what? one's seen it. So yeah. okay, well, after well, this we'll have to yeah, add it to the playlist. Free ad for Azo 10. And then I why hard? Have any other questions about Shenha? Um, so yeah, I guess I don't we think can move on. Uh, Raiden? Um, Raiden, no? So this is the Raiden rerun. Mm -hmm. uh, the Electro Archon makes another return, or makes a return, I should say, and how do we feel? Uh, the last time she came out, there was a large controversy over her interaction with um, Beidou, for example. Uh, and yeah, and I think most people consider her to be I think the general population considers to be very good. That allows you to play her with anyone, quote unquote, because she just gives everyone energy. Mm -hmm. I think. I think I'm. I'm still fucking angry about the interaction. I still consider it to be actual fucking fraud. I don't know how they got away with it, but I guess consumer <laughs> protection agencies don't care about gotcha games. Match. Um, is what you mean. Yeah. But. She, 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 she's definitely, like, she's a good unit, and I think her biggest upside is how easy her, like, how easy she is to play. 
especially in teams like Rational. Like, it's just, she's just so easy to play. Right, like, match it's buns. really hard to mess up. Mm -hmm. The fact she, that yeah, the fact that we did combo analysis on her and just figured out that wait, just spamming charge attacks is also just fucking good. It's just funny. It's so funny. It's just like you don't even need to learn any combos. You just or you can just them. normal attacks. Like you don't have to charge attack if you don't want to. You just spam left click and honestly, it's just no, no, no. Good. You gotta try hard and do three and three. C three and three C and two C. Pew pew. No, like you can actually <laughs> do whatever you want when you burst on Maiden, and it's probably like good. Like you can normal attack all the way, or you can charge attack all the way, or you can just do some like fucking weird try hundred IQ combo and freeze and Z, Like whatever, it's like it's all <laughs> they all work. Uh -huh. Then my question, I would it would be, um, how much do you recommend Reddit right now? Right, so. Uh, this is a fairly popular question. How good is Raiden compared to, I don't know, the other meta options and what you can pull for, right? In terms of team building, strength, all that good stuff. Hmm. Uh, I can go for it. I think Raiden is a good position. She's not, I don't think she's a super high priority, which a lot of people seem to think so. But I think she's up there mostly because of the fact that, uh, She's very good for boss fight, which has been in the recent abyss. So the way I see her, it's like she's a tech option against boss fight. It's like the character that you whip out. You, you just whip out the rational team whenever you need to fight bosses. Uh, she helped a lot in, uh, say, Vegabond, for example, just because how high her team uh, have for single target damage. Uh, but I don't think she's like particularly like, high up in terms of the priority when we consider stuff like Ayaka or even like that's what my thing is. Ah, so you'd put her below Ayaka Kazuo Venti? Yeah, yeah, somewhere like a little bit lower. Yeah, I, th I think if you're in a position where freeze is, like, doesn't work, she's pretty good, like pretty, pretty freaking good. But if you can use freeze, it's like, well, you, you basically don't like need her. You can run whatever you want. That's like, because mm. it's. She shares a lot of overlap with a lot of popular teams, like other popular teams before she came out, except for Freeze. Freeze, you just couldn't do anything about. Like, you had to run those units, and when she came out, she didn't really fix any of those things either. So it's like, if you have a Freeze team, and you have another team that just functions well without her, then you don't really need her. But like, when Freeze can't work, like bait bosses or just the energy is like annoying, then you, know, you just mash buns and you clear also. I mean, you can freeze bosses, right? So like, that's where you would put. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if if in like like when you mention like bosses, like if you can't freeze them, then it's fine. How do you know ten ten? No, what? Like you can't freeze bosses? You can't. Yeah. Well, wait. Can you wait? <laughs> what? Of course you can. Have, have you have you tried hard enough? Huh? <laughs> have you not frozen Magu Kenki before ten ten? Bruh. But yeah, I freeze bosses all the time. The, the trick is to just have a shitty graphics card and bosses all the time. Magu Kenki that just has a bunch of cryo everywhere, bro. I I remember getting frozen by that motherfucker all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> oh oh my god. Okay. Um, I think oh, someone did find the podcast, the Shanto podcast. The, I we see. Did we did. Someone says there's number eight. Someone says there's number eight. It was number eight, yeah. 
So it's not the podcast with Akasha where Tenten forgot who Confucius is. I uh, up literally in Hong Kong doesn't know where okay, I I think <laughs> I think Raiden is kind of overestimated by a lot of people just because she's easy to use. The thing is like yeah, Rational is pretty good, but like you can play National without Raiden for sure. So it's not like particularly yeah. important. Yeah, but Hyper Raiden teams are also. Really the, the thing good. is, hyper yeah, Raiden there's several so Hyper Raiden. Mm. I think you underestimate Raiden. Really? Mm. Yes. I mean, I, I, I fucking hate Raiden. I, I hate playing her. I think she feels like shit to play. And when I play her, I can't play international. Which makes me fucking mad, but like, she's still. I think I think you you underestimate her still. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So is she on your list of recommend, but I personally don't like her. Um, oh, is for there, sure. Like, right, right. Is one of the particular account. Is there like any conditions to pulling right in or anything like that? I think if you if you have child and you learn the international rotations, like sure. Pulling, pulling Raiden will like improve your matchup against single target, and if you have a Kazuha, you can also get some like specific AoE as well, where like it, it can be better. But like realistically, Raiden's not that much of an improvement on your account. You're better off going for something that's going to strengthen your second team. Um, but if you don't have Child, I think Raiden is almost always just a pretty solid pull. Yeah. But would you pull for Child over Raiden? Sasuke. That's a that's a oh. thing for me. That's a thing for I, me. I would, I would pull for Child over Raiden, but yeah, I think that's because I I think Child's gameplay is like really fun, and I value the AOE more than the single target. No, that that's really the big thing for me. It's like I would pull for Child over Raiden, and then I wouldn't pull for Raiden because I have Child. That that's the that's biggest so thing. Cool for me. I, actually, I personally <laughs> actually I would pull for Raiden, don't like no. Child at all. So <laughs> I'd pull for Raiden, but I would I would also pull for Raiden just because like. <laughs> you can just throw her anywhere, bro. What? Like, all right, it's a, it's a, two, it's a t- two, two to three actually. Like two to three. Because yeah, like, it's it actually it's unbelievably funny. It's actually unbelievably funny. Where Raiden, a lot of teams were like, you just like, oh yeah, you you can just throw Raiden in here, and you might just do more damage than your other units because you've invested more into her, and just kind of yeah. I mean, that's just what happened with Xiaoden, right? Like. Literally, you just throw yes. right you, in. Yula too. It's tough. Yula too. It's like yeah. you, you like Yula had already, like she already had like a couple teams like down, and then like, hey, what if we just use Raiden? Just basically double, dual carry. Oh wait, it's better. Mm-hmm. It, it's just yeah. funny that she just exists. She can just exist on a, so many teams just for fun. It's like it, it, it does have to be clarified though that these specific dual carry teams like Jao Raiden or Yula Raiden. Both of your carries have to be pretty well invested. Like yeah. it, it doesn't work. Yeah, I also want to clarify that like generally the case with yeah, generally the case with these dual carry teams is you're just better off running hyper right than actually playing dual carry. Like it's literally, just, I did the I did the count yeah. on this yesterday. Like the Sheldon rotation um, with Xiao, Raiden, Bennett, Zhong Li. Um, if you actually use Xiao's full burst and you use Raiden's full burst, it is only like. Seven percent better than just literally using Xiao as a viridescent vendor or support, casting his burst and then swapping off just so that you can use the seventy energy for resolve. And that's not and like exact same team. Like you're using Zhang Li, Bennett, Xiao with Raiden. If you replace Zhang Li 
with Sara, it's even better. But like, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I, I've never liked those kinds of dual carry teams because I've always thought that just using Hyper Raiden is a more efficient allocation of units. I understand that if you really want to play Xiao, if you really want to play Yua, then yes, you can like um, play I, those teams. I think, but I think it should I... be emphasized again, like specifically, like if you want to play Xiao or you want to play Yula or like other energy starved people, Raiden is. She ends up being a pretty good pick because she just doesn't have damage to eat up mm -hmm. the extra field time she takes. Yeah. Um, I see it similar. Just oh, yeah, it. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. No, I would say uh, Raiden is pretty good. It's not like super OP broken that you have to pull, which I feel like is more common than like saying she's just good. Like, I think she's good, but not the, oh my God, most broken character that a lot of people seem to think. Zodra, what were you saying? Yes, yeah, where are you coming? He lost his boss. <laughs> he lost his boss. <laughs> oh no! No, Zodra is dead. Um, but I do think, like, it is. I don't know. I view it kind of similarly to if you want to use Bennett as a support for Pyro units. Like, if you want to use Bennett as a support for Diluc, if you want to use Bennett as a support for Yanfei, if you want to use Bennett as a support for Xinyan, why are you doing that instead of just playing Bennett carry? Like, you're better off just literally playing Bennett carry. And that's the case with Raiden teams as well, I feel. It's like, why would you use Raiden as a support slash dual carry when you can just play Hyper Raiden and probably outperform? It's funny. That's the big thing. It is actually funny. Huh. So I think that wraps up our thoughts on Raiden. I know Zadruf had something, but Hello? we kept interrupting him. Zadruf? I I forgot. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't like Shao Raiden because I think that Chao's biggest strength is the way he consolidates AOE. But if you're like if half of your team's damage is coming from someone who isn't Shao. Then like you kind of just lose that strength. Like why why play that at that point? But I I, I do think Ella Raiden is actually pretty solid. Mm. Right, like it's That's it's fair. it's a it's a Raiden team that doesn't actually require Bennett or Singto. It makes use of units that you don't really want to play on your other teams with Diona and Lisa. I think overall it's a pretty pretty strong team. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh. What else did we have to yeah. catch up on, guys? Is there anything else on our... Ben Venti? Venti? This is his, like, when, is this his third rerun? Third banner. Third banner, yeah. It's... Oh, okay, so, I mean, the topic... I mean, we talked about this before, and the general consensus is that, yeah, he's a really strong unit um, when you can use him. But recently, and even now recently, um, the Abyss has not been too kind to Venti, right? Um, that's true. So, the question here is, how much do you value, um, the situations where Venti is just going to be un incomparable to everyone else? Or would you be willing to just settle for a unit like, quote-unquote settle, for someone that can kind of group, but kind of fulfills very similar, or fulfills a very strong niche that is very competitive with Venti's, right? So that would be Kazuha. 
Pool of Vilvanti. I think, uh, I think I, I, I've been saying this for a while, just not on the podcast, I don't think, but I think Venti is really good if you need to get to 12. Like, if you're not, if you're already at the point where you can clear Abyss, Abyss 12 and doesn't matter, it's like, it's, you pull him if you want. Like, if you already reach that point in the game where you don't need him anymore, sure. But a lot of us, we had Venti at the beginning and we just kind of breezed through the game. You didn't, yeah. like, if you didn't have Venti before, you were actually kind of crippled because every single type of content was multi-wave, big shit ton of trash mobs. And if you had Venti, you would clear the content yourself and you'd cheat your way through 12. Yep. Which is, is good. It is pretty good because you get more materials because you can clear the 9 through 12, which change every, every twice every month. But, like, if you don't need that, then don't really need venti I, I don't think but if you're like struggling in the early game and you don't know what the fuck to do and you just want to like cheat your way to the end game i think venti is pretty good most of the time 11 is also ship mobs like trash mobs but it can also just be sometimes like right now i think it's like hi or recently it was hydro mimics and it's just like he doesn't do anything there it's like well but no, i mean being up to Gazer doesn't do shit there either yeah but like getting up to nine to twelve is actually good. Even if you can't thirty six star, just to clear it for the materials is pretty good. And Venti uh -huh. lets you do that easier than any other unit, in my opinion, just because he lets you uh -huh. cheat the other floors. Zach of Intenta, do you guys have any new thoughts about this? I know, I believe we've talked about this multiple times by now. I've I don't talked about really it too many fucking... Yeah. I, I can't I, talk about it again. Just watch yeah. it. Ah, Sasha. I have a 20. video on it coming out soon. Check I, it out. I'm not explaining again. Me too. Yeah. Except... <laughs> I'll explain it. Dude, I, 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 I made like an AMA for Venti. Watch Sasha. Like three oh, to no, four hundred questions. And like Half of them two to three hundred of that was just... Venti or Kazuha, and I'm just so fucking tired. <laughs> I, uh, okay. I was in a question, just pull both. Venti or Kazuha? Just, just pull both. Hypothetically speaking, Klee is right next to you, and she's holding a present for you. And you have to pick one. Which one do you pick, Nadia? <laughs> Two pulls. I, I think a lot of people forget like Fenty. Fenty is infamous for his like black hole, which doesn't work in recent abyss. But I think there's like a lot of things people are forgetting. First of all, he's an Anemo unit, which can still use PV and he refund you 15 energy, which is actually still really good for freeze team. Uh, but two is like, yeah, a lot of the enemy are <laughs> Basud. A lot of the, uh, Basud. Basud. A lot of the enemy are currently unsuckable in the game, but like, and surely we don't know that they were gonna make they're gonna make suckable enemy in the futures. But at the same time, that also means that we don't know if they won't make suckable enemy in the future, right? Uh, so there's there's uh, all what I can't really talk too much about sus things, but uh, I mean no, I'm just saying like okay, they're not they're making we we can't guarantee like they're not gonna we can't guarantee they're only gonna do heavy enemy in the futures. And the way I see Venti right now is the same actually as I see Raiden as like a tech. Cause what I mentioned like the way I see Raiden is like a tech for like boss fight. 
and so venti is like a tech for like mob mobbing floor and i value those tech actually a lot and it's the reason why i think Raiden is like pretty good it's like when you need them they're so good that like if you have spare primo you should pull for it if you have spare primo i you should probably pull for Raiden national just for the boss fight if you have spare primo you should probably pull for venti just for the mobbing it's what i think if we're just talking about overworld stuff no a bit or do we have any other subject after venti i do not believe like, uh, so um this guy's about to go sleep uh, i believe yeah, that I'm, if I'm you exhausted. have to go yeah if you have to go yeah, free, I, just, um, I just want to go, we'll go badge, ahead. man yeah yeah we'll badge. go ahead and close up here um thank you everyone for joining <laughs> us for the um Wait, we close podcast today i know it's been a while we're all fairly busy nowadays so it's hard to see um <laughs> closing busy. remarks really quick um we I'm just started on my time of I'm, I'm from KQM. Uh, and yeah, Azel. Uh, we can just go down from the Discord list and. My closing ahead. remarks is Yai sucks. Okay. Santa? Um, wait, are we closing? Are we actually closing? I mean, we can just make Saja. We can just like. We're just trying to get Saja out of here. No, but he can just leave. We can just continue. Because I don't think we're done with Venti. That's fine. We can just do it after. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I need to do it for the recording. Okay, Zaja, do you have anything to say before you leave? Um, check out my newest video. It's a fever dream about some uh, some upcoming things. Or by the time this comes out, this it, my newest video might be the Venti AMA. So check that out on Zajef77 on YouTube. Okay, good night. Bye bye. Bye Zajef. Bye. Ah. Uh... Okay. I forgot um, what I was gonna say. For the rest of us, we can quickly go through. Dude, this podcast gonna be so just... scuffed, man. People watching this from YouTube, probably like, this is so scuffed, man. Uh, uh, dude, it's whatever. And then we'll <laughs> immediately jump into uh, Q and A after Ayaka, right? Um, uh, well, I don't think we're. I mean, I mean, I guess you guys are no fall events. Yeah, I feel like we just started on it. I mean, uh, there's nothing really to say, right? There's just this the same stuff. It's just it's. Oh. They're very both. They're both very strong. They can both be used in different situations. Kazuo and Venti, the units I'm referring to here. Um, no, I mean we've talked about it extensively before. It's just it just depends on your account and what you want it for. Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, uh, though, it's like if you if you have zero interest in like waifus or. Bandos in this game, and you're just pulling for power. Just get venting, man. Like quite literally, just get him. Get both, actually. Just get both. both. It's real. Yeah, yeah, actually, get both. Like get both Oswald and Venti. Even if you don't like them or existence, like if if you have zero care about any of the characters or the art in the game, or just you just want gameplay and uh, how good their kit is, get both. Yeah, I would just get both, like literally. Like I know, I know people are like, just get both forehead moment, but it's actually true. Like just get both. They are probably they are probably two of some of the most important characters. So the, the um, answer, the real answer is um, like actually like save Primo and pull on rerun. Like they're that important, I guess. I know a lot of people like really. might see Venti differently for the moment, but it is actually like that important. So, I mean. There's not really much to say about Venti. I mean, Zadar's gonna have a video out on it. Tenton's gonna have a video on it. Check those out later when they're out. Um, so the final topic is Ayaka, right? This will be her first rerun 
um, since her first run, I think, was in July, right? So... Well, yeah, Aika's on the next banner. Aika is on... Two, Venti, uh, and then Aika alone. Yep. Okay. I see, I so, see. Aika. Yeah, she's coming back. Um, Paul. The one who slew Ganyu, right? The, <laughs> the cryo units rule them all. Um, or so I'm led to believe by people. Um... We talked about this extensively before as well, um, where we talked about this kind of growing rift between Ganyu and Ayaka players. And in the end, I believe our our conclusion was that just for which one really like very, very strong cryo units, and it doesn't really particularly matter which one you pick. They kind of do the same thing, but in different ways. Yeah, it's all matchups. It's his matchup. But just put both for it. I think I think the biggest thing is that with Ika returning it means Misfitter <laughs> returning. Misfitter is so fucking stupid of a weapon though. Even on characters that can't meant, like use the the third <laughs> stack, oh my, it's still dumb. I wonder what they'll put on the Misfitter banner, Susky. Uh, the most, like, well, I guess because the standard weapons, right? We have Aquila and Wolf Gravestone. If it's Wolf Gravestone... If it's Wolf Gravestone, oh god. Oh my god, that better. This glitter is the best weapon. But yeah, I... Actually, no, sorry, TTDS. I think, like, if you didn't pull a Ganyu banner, pull Ayaka, for sure. In fact, I would actually value Ayaka to be the... one of the highest priority. For, for, that's what I would say, think, at least. Like, if you don't have Ganyu, I would think Aka is one of the highest priority to pull for. I think having a crowd unit is pretty important. Every single Abyss is just freeze plus... Excel. Sure. I, I, <laughs> you just say freeze plus Excel? <laughs> said the funny, the funny character. Look, I didn't want to say the word, okay? I think... For me, I personally don't really like Ayaka that much. Um, I also don't really play with my Ganyu that much either anymore. Um, you don't even play much anymore, is what you mean? No, yeah. I actually use my Kaya more than my Ganyu, because uh, it's just <laughs> easier. Not really? <laughs> I mean... Yeah. No, Art literally just doesn't play the game, didn't you? Get, Ayaka, um, really Ayaka is pretty... Weird, actually, because Aka is pretty elemental burst dependent. Um, yeah, that, that's why I don't particularly like Ayaka. Um, I mean, it, it's not like a real complaint. Like, you build enough ER, you build crit damage, you get a Mist Splitter or an Amino Makageuchi, and like it's solved. Like, there's just there's that. It's just that for Ayaka. That's probably why I don't like her too much. You miss her burst; she does literally nothing. Also, I just don't like her sprint. <laughs> that, that's it. That, that's probably that's it. Um, Unless you're doing Ayaka normals on purpose, she's kind of just a two-bun two kit. Like, actually, though. Yeah, I, I just am not really a big fan of her charge attack or her normals. Um, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I, I just don't think she's very special in terms of any super synergies or anything. She just kind of does a fuckload of damage. 
and she's think, cute. Uh, like that's it. She's very much like a 1.0 character that just has better numbers than 1.0 character. Oh, she is a 1.0 yeah. character. Well, yeah, like, well, like yeah, it's literally. Sasuke. Like compared to like units like Kaching, Deluke, like the the quote unquote DPS at the beginning, she's quite yeah. literally the same thing, but. She has better numbers than they do. Yeah, she has way better number. Like, like to be honest, like if you can, it's not realistic to one shot with the Luke. But I think when you're strong enough, it's pretty realistic to one shot with Akka. And when you can like group the enemies together and just pop pop them using Akka first, oh god, it feels so good. But oh, that's also funny. Like because Ayaka has front loaded burst damage, almost every single person who pulled Ayaka and has a five star sword can basically be a speedrunner. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. It's like when your Akka is strong, it's really good. Point of point, one of the best in the game, and it's realistically achievable by a lot of people. Uh, no, and I mean, like, the, my complaint is just if you have Ganyu already, or if you're comparing the two, like, in comparable situations, like, obviously, Ganyu's not going to excel at single target, and Ayaka's not going to excel when enemies are too far spread apart, right? But assuming, like, in a general sense, they do like the same thing. They'll just yeah. do enough damage to kill whatever they're hitting, right? <laughs> and it'd be flying. They, probably, they, you're it, at, at high levels of investment. They just have enough damage to just overkill literally everything in the game, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, if you really want to play freeze on both sides, yeah, you can pull both. Uh, you just kind of need a lot of units because what you'll probably want to do is you'll probably want to do like Ganyu, Venti, Mona, Diona on one side and then Ayaka, Rosaria, Kokomi, Kazuma. That's just a lot of five stars. It is a lot of five stars. And you don't get to play Shangling, so kind of ways. Or yeah, that sounds like the free, <laughs> sounds like the free composition. Okay, 10 10. <laughs> Dude, why do you. But yeah, I mean, both of these characters are fairly expensive. I would say. I think Ayaka is a little cheaper because you can just slap Shingjo on her and call it a day. But, um, well, yeah. okay, I'm about to say it, but like, yeah. but if you just slap Shingjo on Ayaka, then you don't get to use Shingjo with your Shangling. So, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Well, yeah, your I chat, is just your more... chat literally preemptively <laughs> said again before you even said it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, she is cheaper because you she just needs hydro, she just needs a, a Nemo. While Ganyu, you need a specific type of hydro or Nemo. I mean, yeah, oh, well, yeah, like Ganyu is unplayable with six shoes, yeah, or. I mean, my take like, on it is like at the very low investment, Ganyu is better because her solo output is better than Ayaka's. At mid tier investment, then you get to the point where Ayaka will start outcompeting Ganyu because you have the ability to put together synergistic teams for Ayaka. And at extremely high investment, They're then the you can kind of say it's a toss up. Yeah. Um, if it's against mobbing content, of course, just more Gan is broken. Um, if it's against single target, freezable content, like Ayaka is amazing. Um, so yeah, that no, depends. Oh, I think I it's pretty, it's pretty close. Um, yeah, just, well, I mean, the Ganyu banner is already gone. So if you don't have Ganyu, like just, just for Ayaka, yeah. for I mean, like, Honestly, though, like, yeah, I'm just gonna say this, like, honestly, you probably should not be listening to this podcast as 
a reason to pull for a character, you should rather be using it to inform your pulls because like, here's the thing, every account is different. The artifacts that you have just, it depends. The like supports you have, the whatever you have, they all depend. If you have a miss splitter and you don't have Amos, of course, I could be better. Like, what we say on this podcast should always only aim to guide your decisions. You shouldn't ever take them as final just because we try to make generalized claims, but your account is not general. Your account is specific. So, yeah. Morgana no I mean, I mean, very, very clearly, like, it's very obvious to people who have theorycrafted for quite a while that the general Genshin population has almost no idea how to build teams like at all <laughs> um bro most people i imagine probably look up a youtube video and then just slap together whatever it is that probably don't even know how to play it correctly quote unquote correctly right but yeah i mean i would imagine that a lot of players are probably like kind of in the 1.0 thought where like okay you have Diluc, you get to win the game i think a lot of people probably would say the same thing about Ayaka or Ganyu, right? Like, if you have these two, you just win the game. But in general, like, team building is a very complicated thing. You, it requires a lot of catching up to do because we're, like, a year and a half into the game and there's so much knowledge you need to pick up, right? So the it, of, it's really up to theory crafters to be able to communicate it properly. The amount of people and, who um, I see just slam five star into the four characters lot and call it a team is too many. Dude, there's a there's some YouTuber that does like um there's some YouTubers that do like quest guides on YouTube like for Genshin and it's just like every team or most teams are just like Diluc, Ganyu, Jean, Zhao or some shit. It's all five star like DPS units or like and then like a healer. Speaking so of funny. which, I've been seeing Neps and Azel tweet about Genshin Lab. <laughs> oh god. Dude, Nep and I have just been tweeting out like terrible Genshin guides on the internet. It's so funny. Yeah, what did I run into? Also, uh, yeah, the print... Oh god, I ran into the Kokomi quest. Uh, but yeah, there, I, Azo and Nep have been tweeting out like terrible Genshin team guy and I've been seeing those and I've been just be like, oh my goodness, there's no way. The amount of people was did just saying... Did yeah. you see elemental mastery increases your elemental burst? Oh, I've been speed? no, I've been I've been purposely not looking at those so that I can like do a react uh, okay. one day on stream, which Dude. is like I don't know. <laughs> so funny, God. But yeah, do I don't you know. know um, do you know Amber can be pretty useful with a five star bow? Uh, elegy. <laughs> what does Shinyan have? What can Shinyan? Jinyan, she has 100%, if you have C2, she has 100% property on Fav GS. Infinite energy, bro. True! Who cares about the damage? It's just for the, the crit. The 100% crit, dude. BZ. True. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that wraps it up for Ayaka. I mean, is there anything else we missed? I mean, I don't think so. This podcast is so scuff, oh, man. What else is coming next patch? We oh, we have a free Shincho. Get him, please. Do him. I mean, get him. Yeah, even if you have cons, all his cons are good, basically. Nearly all yeah, of them. I have so, C6. How do, what now? Now you get free wish. Five free wish. Roll Venti. Ace. Any truers? Any truers? Okay, what if I have Venti too? You roll. I get on the next banner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ayato. Sasuke. Okay, Um, that wraps up. 
everything for real this time. Um, again, it's been a pleasure to kind of host the podcast once again. Um, I'm Artisans. I am from KQM, um, a big theory crafting community for the Western Genshin audience. A lot of the guides, a lot of the sentiments, probably, uh, you know, almost everything about theory crafting these days is probably tangentially related to KQM one way or the other. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you were oh, typing this outro, podcast is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends 1010. No. <laughs> Stop, you can't say that. Then. You can't say that without someone. Yeah, that's free ads. You can't say that. No, stop. We gave them. You gave them a free shallow just now. Okay, Azel, a closing statement. Anything? I already said yes. Anything you want to shout out? Okay, no, no. I my actual closing statement though is um uh theory crafting. Well, actually, I think I kind of already talked about this, but like I definitely already talked about this like five minutes ago. But theory crafting should only ever like be a means to an end for you. I think. Um, people too frequently look at theory crafting and think that gives them all the answers, whereas theory crafting can't give you all the answers because we can't know your specific circumstances. Like what is best for you is to look at theory crafting, figure out like the lessons that you need to learn from it. Um, like maybe you don't need to learn uh, like the exact rotation for everything, but you should probably learn. If I am playing a freeze team, it would be good to swirl in this order so that I can get buff uptime on my units or something like that. You should only ever use the information that we produce as a guideline for your own accounts. You shouldn't ever follow it strictly just because like, there's no information that we give that can be 100% localized to your specific circumstance. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can already see so that. Basically, don't listen to theory crafters. We're done. I can already see the chatting in the comment, dude. But like, <laughs> but I definitely had to do that as well. Say, oh, say that as well. It's like uh, everyone's situation is Eddie is gonna be different. If something work out for you, that's great. But just know that, like, uh, at the same time, like something we say doesn't, or you don't mind. Like, let's say we say like, oh, this character have this problem, but if you don't mind it, then sure, go for it. At the end of the day, everyone's situation is different. If something work out for you, doesn't mean it work out for someone else. But at the same time, if something doesn't work for someone else, doesn't mean it won't work out for you. I think that's the most common mistake. It's like, oh, this thing doesn't work for you, so you assume this one doesn't work for everyone else, but that's not necessarily true. So everyone have different situation. Uh, the best thing to do is to not let anything be an NRV of, but rather just take like them as like recommendation and then make your own judgment. Uh, on what to actually do. I know like that's actually like, like I'm not trying to like crochet, but I, that's actually like, it's pretty hard like to know like exactly what to do, but learning on how to like make your own decision is really, really valuable. So I think. Yep. Only if it's the right decision though. And the right decision is always channeling. Oh. Do you have anything to shout out Tenten real quick as well? Like a new video, anything? I mean, if you're watching this, Sorry. you're probably on this channel already. So don't forget to like, <laughs> comment, and subscribe. <laughs> no, okay. dude. And XF3, anything else to um, end out on a good note? Anything? Uh, dude, Wizith is an actual piece of shit weapon. <laughs> <laughs>
What? <laughs> Wait, why? Uh, I've been no, I've been doing I've I've been doing Yai stuff and whatever. Yai guys coming whatever. I don't know. I'm tired. I'm dying of schoolwork. But Witsith is actually the dumbest piece of shit in the game. If you use Witsith, you're poor. I um, don't care. Bro, you have you seen our Witsith emote? Yo, show him our Will Smith emote. I saw, I saw your Will Smith emote. I fucking died of laughter. <laughs> <from beginning. laughs> Bruh. Okay. And that will be the end of the podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Say bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Troll